This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. What will you choose? No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to week three of uh, League Two this season um, and the Real EFL League Two podcast. This week we'll be looking back at round two's games and chatting about all of the latest news, referee quality um, and probably at least one reference to chips because comfort eating is basically all we've got at the moment. Um Heard Speak that you <laughs> only won once, it's over anyway. We'll two games, <laughs> um, the League One podcast team last week. I don't know whether you heard this, Liam. They were offering free hugs in, in exchange for five star ratings, which feels a bit dubious, but actually, I really need a hug at the moment. Um, so Have yeah, you met the League One podcast team because I would <laughs> want to hug any of them. I know, happens, um, they're all very hairy. <laughs> but yeah if you um on spotify and apple if you can rate us five stars it would be very much appreciated and definitely hug worthy um we'll be honest before we start we're not really too sure what we're doing about midweek games yet um bradford play stockport tomorrow so i'm sure we'll talk about that and the outcome might actually dictate my ability to come and be conversational and happy and cooperative um and we've got sebastian stockbridge refereeing so it's it's yeah. all going to go beautifully um because you've got a that... terrible record at Bradford against bradford <laughs> hannah I, I can see it only going one way for you oh, oh it's well it's, um, that's just gonna be my excuse for the like first half of the season but given the stress of the first two games of the season um we've both booked holidays because we can't cope with <laughs> the level of stress anymore so um, you'll, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll have noticed that we've got another face um, joining us. Uh, basically, the intention is so that we can have holidays. We'll have uh, guests come in and join us. Um, so today we've got Matt. Matt is a 19-year-old broadcast journalism student. I feel like I'm on um, like 
don't know, I was going to say blind date, but Matt's 19, you'll never have heard of blind date. But he's a broadcast journalism student living in Leeds and is a massive Notts County fan. Um, he's worked behind the scenes at the BBC on match days and commentates on football for hospital radios in both Leeds and Nottingham. Welcome to the EFL podcast, Matt. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, how's it been being back in the EFL? It has been fantastic. I'm sure as a Stockport fan yourself, you're, you're, you can kind of get the emotion that I felt when we finally went up. Uh, however, you went up as champions. Very much fair play. That was brilliant. And I'm really glad you beat Wrexham to it, if I'm honest. That might be a bit of spite. <laughs> well, hey, we got up and it was, don't tell the missus, but the best day of my year so far was the playoff final day by a mile. Mm-hmm. We were listening at walking. I was. Uh, we were playing Salford. It must have been in the playoff playoffs. And I was walking down the road to the Salford ground, listening and like getting the sofa score results coming through. Because I think it would have been massively. It felt massively unfair if Notts hadn't yeah, gone yeah. up, uh, yeah. given the kind of the points scored over the season. Yeah, like 107 points and what close to 120 goals scored throughout a season. And there was a very, very real chance we didn't go up. Like we didn't play in the final, like yeah. we deserved to go up either. Mm-hmm. Like a fair result in that final would have been Chesterfield now in certain league two. But mm-hmm. a fair result across the season, I suppose, worked out the way it probably should have done. Yeah, I agree. Um which you both, can I ask you both a question? Yeah, go on. You, you've you've been there, and I I'm not that's it's not brag, but I haven't been to the national league, so I don't know I don't know what it's like. I know it's difficult. I thought you were but... going to say Wembley, uh, Liam. Right, okay, that's unnecessary. Is that <laughs> that is really unnecessary? How did your Wembley trip go, Hannah? What a promotion for Stockport, by the way. Um, but no, my question is: being in there, do you are you guys advocates for three up, three down? And uh, not not now we're up. <laughs> no, but no, but can you like? I mean, look, if you guys hadn't gone up last season, that is a, it's a travesty, isn't it, really? Like, that amount of points to not get promoted. Like, shh. Yeah. I, I, look, I'm in League Two. I've been in League Two for a while. I think we've spent the majority of our history in League One League Two. I, I think three up, three down's got to come soon, hasn't it? Surely. It's got to be made fair. I think the issue is, though, that the people that are voting for it, it's like Turkey's voting for Christmas, isn't it? And that anyone in League Two, it's, it's kind of creating another level of jeopardy uh, but what we could do is we could wait for a year where there's a really poor few teams in league two that we don't like and then we could just all gang up <laughs> but ryan producer ryan is here as well guys he's just written in the chat which is right it should be the same across the board league one as well like four up and four down is yeah he's mad i don't know why, why they have four up four down and we have two up Oh, sorry, two down out of ours and two up from below. But no, it was just a question. I thought you guys are there and or you've been there. You've seen how difficult it is to get out. You'd have been up, you know, you'd have gone up automatic. You wouldn't have had to worry about the playoffs mm-hmm. yeah. had you had, you had yeah. that, that option. And, you know, Matt's right in what he said. The, the playoff final, you don't play to your normal ability necessarily with the level of, um, I guess, what's at stake and... Should it really come down to one game? You don't do that in League Two either, do you, Hannah? Though no, no, you don't. That's why I'm such an expert <laughs> on it. I think three up, three down as well. It kind of it it would take away the um, almost stigma of getting to the National League because it's 
it's the yeah. it's the place you don't want to go to. It's that drop down mm-hmm. from the EFL. If it becomes a three or three down, it's like I don't know. It it becomes less of a not a worry because obviously nobody wants to get relegated, mm-hmm. but it's less of an like inescapable place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, lead to this year, what which away day are you looking forward to most, and why is it Stockport? Oh, Bradford. <laughs> Uh, to be honest, right, Bradford and Stockport would definitely be up there just because being in Leeds, they're easy for me to get to. Bradford especially. I'm closer to Bradford than I am to the Leeds ground, which is weird. I'm um, closer to the Leeds ground than I am to Valley Parade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the same. Opposite way of you. Um, MK Dons would be a brilliant one just because they've got a massive ground. I'd mm-hmm. like to go to the ground and not Solihull Moors. Um, no, it makes a difference. Like, first year back and you're like... <gasps> It's yeah. all very exciting. It's stadiums. Uh-huh. And MK Dons is massive. I was looking at pictures of yeah. it earlier for some reason. Have you not so been to, sta- to Stadium MK? No, I was um I was watching Greza's uh press conference and all the kind of footage after the game and I had no idea it was that big to be honest. It's thirty thousand. It's 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 five thousand more than Bradford, but they, they they don't get nowhere near the crowd, so don't worry about it. No, no. Where where the one? Where the one? But I be, I went to Stadium MK when it first opened, and it was bizarre because Milton Keynes is. It reminds me of a war zone. Just Milton Keynes, like it's all very very straight. It's like a, it's like an army camp. Like everything's very very sh- like straight. Or at the time it was, it was like there was nothing for ages. Then there was an ASDA. You know I love a roundabout. Isn't Milton Keynes famous for its roundabouts? I thought that was... Has we got that really big one? That's Swindon. Oh, oh that's something to look forward to, Matt. The magic roundabout at Swindon. You'll love it. Which is yeah, a really, really, thing. really, really, really misleading name. <laughs> no, it's, it's not, not. magic. It's not magic. Uh, it's the most traumatising thing. I walked it. Still almost died. It's, yeah, Ryan's just said as well, so good it's on their kit. Looks not like it. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, yeah. So, MK don't don't get me wrong. MK is a nice place, but it's it's just empty. And I think that's what really for me always stood out. It was it was empty. To be fair, they they, they didn't even have all the seats in when we went. Um. So yeah, I, I, we'll see what happens this season. I'm not actually going this season, so I think I am. I feel like it's the middle of September. But I discovered this week that, or discovered today, in fact, that my boss supports AFC Wimbledon and that's the week before I know I don't know where this has come from or maybe I just didn't know about it until this week so I have to be careful what I say about Wimbledon now as well right we've got games from Saturday to go through and I think probably do them like we did last week and kind of take turns break them down yeah It'll be fine. And then maybe talk a little bit about what's coming up tomorrow night, apart from Bradford and Stockport. Stockport and Bradford. Um, and then, yeah. And then I've, got some, I, I, I've got my referee yeah. stuff to bring to yeah. it. And Hannah's going to love it because I've got actual stats. I love you'll, that. You'll learn this, Matt. Hannah, if the stats, Hannah just smiles the whole way through. And this is, <laughs> this is backed right, up right. by facts and figures. I've got percentages. I've got it all. <laughs> Right, okay. I'll start. So Newport Newport and Doncaster. I swear this week I um it was bad enough last week with Sutton dominating the team of the week. This week it's all 
Newport and I'm not really sure what to make of any of this. I feel like my belief systems have been threatened. So Newport lost, well, both um, Newport and Doncaster lost without scoring on the open week, uh, on the opening weekend. Doncaster's a team that we've been um, expecting to do a lot better than they have. They lost 4-0 on Saturday to Newport. So Newport last year finished their low, in the lowest position in six campaigns and were heavily tipped after an awful pre-season, heavily tipped to do really badly. Uh, this week, they've got three plus Graham Coglin in the team of the week. Funnily enough, though, given the scoreline, you would expect it to be far more one-sided than it was. They actually only had 41% of possession in the game. Um, I think the Donny goalkeeper was, I don't know, some of the saves, well, attempts at saves were soft. Um, but my favourite thing was I was looking on Twitter to see what the Newport fans were saying about it. They were obviously very, very excited. Um, but there's a French, I think it well, it's in French, the tweet, saying, um, ah, we've got three in the team of the week. Um, it's not for nothing that Paris Saint-Germain are trembling facing our attack. It's a rough translation, but that was the gist of it. Uh, so, yeah, that's 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 Newport. That's why they're all leaving. That's why Mbappe don't want to be there because he don't want to play Newport. Yeah, uh, Neymar's going. Don't want to play Newport. So do you, the thing on the on the uh, on the percentage of possession, yeah. I think that comes from. I think the scoreline kind of paints a different picture to what actually happened in the game. Cause it's three nil inside twenty one minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, like, and one of those was an own goal. Yeah, and then it, I think it kind of levelled out a little bit and died yeah. off, and then they had, they got the fourth after half time. But yeah, not a not good. There's Doncaster fans already putting things like uh, McCann out. Well, yeah. and like we talked last week about um, the irony of Grant McCann being uh, asking for patience in the program and then being so kind of impetuous with the with the team, and again he's asked for asked for patience and um, and 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 calm, and then said this will never happen again. <laughs> I mean, he should have learned after last week. You can't make sweeping statements like that because. It will inevitably happen again. Maybe not this week, but yeah. soon. Uh, Swindon and Cruz up next. I'll take this one. Um, anytime Swindon involved. Do you know what? I, I'm going to say, I, I kind of I looked around at what people were saying about it, and it seems that the first kind of hour was a Swindon really comfortable performance. Jake Young came on at halftime, made his debut, scored within two minutes. Yeah, an so absolute cracking goal as well. Yeah, that, that touch mm. out. I said, and like people will laugh about it, but it was like a League Two version of Henri's goal against Man United. You know where he took that touch and then volleyed it in over, but he did. He just took that touch out and then smashed it yeah. in. It was it was like League. It was like a, a little version of of, uh, <laughs> of of Henri's goal. But Young the League Two Henri. Yes, oh, I'd, I'd love it if Jake Young became the League Two Henri. Um, <laughs> mainly when he came back to Bradford, but he, uh, yeah. Apparently, then it went a bit quiet after that, and I think. Swindon maybe took the foot off a bit. Crew for the second week in a row yeah. came from two down. And, and Adebisi again for the second week in a row. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, I think I was at the Bradford game and I was keeping an eye on the scores. But when it went 2-1, you just knew 
it was coming. Like you, you could sense that it was going to happen. And look, I don't know. I don't know what Swindon fans think overall about it. I, I think if you go 2 0 up and draw 2 all, you've got to be disappointed. Mm. You can polish it as much as you like. It's not great. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Two goals they've shown they can score and they don't rely on Charlie Austin this season. I was going to say, Charlie Austin's not doing well in the Charlie Austin versus Danny Johnson comparison. Miles behind. Um, And Godwin Malifi was in the team of the week. I'm not sure whether that was for his on-pitch performance or for his uh, viral John Legend tribute. Bit of both. Which is excellent, but I felt like he took it a little bit too seriously. I mean, if you're going to do it. Well, right. If you're going to do it, you do it. You do it to win. (laughs) You don't, you don't just, you don't half ass these things. Um, but <laughs> no, it was, and you know what? Uh, again, two debut goals. That, that's that shows that you know Swindon have, have signed well, and you know I, I, I I'm going to bleat on about this until he starts doing poorly, or if he starts doing poorly. But Jake Young was my pick six, seven weeks ago for Swindon to sign, and I'm standing <laughs> by it. I've been pushing it all summer. Absolutely, I think I actually like at full time at, at Bradford. I was like calling players over and I was like, Jake Young scored on his debut. They're like, no, he has. I'm like, he has. Swear <laughs> to you, he has. Um, and they were delighted. It's like, you can see that Fine. he actually means a lot. Um, yeah. It's, it's early days, but crew are showing they've got some fight. Absolutely. And that resilience. I mean, Swindon's goalkeeper looked absolutely livid after both of those goals. He was... Mm-hmm. Beside, yeah, arms were flying. He was absolutely furious, probably at himself, but really, Swindon yeah. defence as well. And Cree just uh, made the most of it. Yeah, fair play to him. <laughs> we'll give the new boy Wrexham. Yay! He knows him well enough. He knows him well enough. <laughs> I would hope so, wouldn't you? After last season, <laughs> uh, so they, well, they. Both Wimbledon and Wrexham, they still have failed to register a league win. Obviously, only two games in, it doesn't show a lot. I think Wrexham are going to kick on, if I'm honest. It's just a case of they need to get used to the league. They haven't been in it for a while, but they've got the players to do it, which I thought was really quite strange because I did see on Twitter that someone was calling for Ollie Palmer to be replaced. Uh, after it, that, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, just, that's just me most of the time. After the game um, on Saturday, even though midweek against Wigan, when they won, he got man of the match, played an absolute blinder, and he's been asked, <laughs> he's like, I, uh, I've seen enough of Oli Palmer already, uh, he needs a replacement. I'm like, come on now. <laughs> They're starting to turn on each other, though. Like the, the fans in, in England and Wales are starting to turn on the American fans who are saying things like Oli Palmer needs to go. And I think that's really quite amusing. Yeah, I saw someone, uh, there's a, a Wrexham fan who um, was in the news a lot last season because he comes from Alabama, he's the one with the red beard, and he'd said something of, like about League Two. Oh, I got the league right this week. I thought, what on earth did he, like, I, I really wanted to go and find out what he'd been saying. Uh, but yeah, both Wrexham and Wimbledon won midweek, so they were coming back off that. And um, Graham Alexander talked about, Go, you know, the Tuesday or Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, but everyone's in exactly the same boat. Um, Ali Hal Hamadi missed another penalty, so that's two in two weeks, and then they got another penalty. I don't know, how, did Wrexham concede penalties last week? I can't remember. Uh, I, oh, I don't think they conceded two. No, they all, 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 all genuine goals. 
can, can I just on that American fans thing? I'm quite smug because we we said this like we pointed out that from a from a neutral league two fans, but or not a neutral because we're not obviously we're in the same league. We don't we're not neutral, but looking from the outside looking in, we saw this arrogance of this new breed of fans. And I, and I never said Americans. Some Wrexham fans said that I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I said new breed of, of yeah. fans. And <laughs> because they don't understand the league, they don't know what's happening. And I'm I'm quite happy to see the old school Wrexham fans that have been here for a long time now seeing it. And, you know, we're two weeks in and they're going, you haven't got a clue what you're talking about. That's what we've been saying. And we, we've taken a lot of flack for it, but we've seen it coming. I'm, I'm quite happy to to actually see them now go, now nah, come on, you, you, you're being ridiculous. This is silly now. Like, you can't call for a player to be, I mean, look, I can, because Oli Palmer annoyed me when he said Wrexham are going up, definitely. That was, that for me was was enough. Um, but yeah, you can't on performances demand someone dropped after, after but two that, games. I think that's the difference with American sports, isn't it? So if you think about NFL, you've got the big specialist teams mm-hmm. and they are, you know, it is very transient. If they don't play, they don't get paid. So it's the kind of culture around playing week in, week out is really different. And I think that's probably what's contributing to that, yeah. um, that discussion. Uh, but Tilly scored his uh, scored that second goal, um, the second penalty rather, um, and the first one since he's joined from Crawley. Yeah, what and... a penalty that was, by the way. He's yeah. a good player. He's a very good player. Um, yeah, he did under it. underutilized at Crawley, but yeah, you know, a very good player. But yeah, Wrexham's first points point Winter. since yeah. two thousand and eight. So at least there. They'll be glad to be off the blocks. Yeah. Right. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to stop it. It's not funny. Um, right. Walsall and Stockport. Uh, Walsall beat Stockport 2-1. There was 10 minutes of injury time being played. <laughs> I think that... You know, when, you know, when we had this thing with Stockport and the uh, the prices went up and went down, they should have stuck to their guns and be like, you're getting so much extra football this season and that's why the prices have gone up. Because uh, our, our first goal was in the 90th minute and we played another 10 minutes after that, still didn't score. Um, I asked ChatGPT to, you know, give me some... Don't know guidance or insight into to why things are going as they are, and the response was, "I'm sorry, I don't have access to information as my knowledge was last updated in September 2021." So that was needed to store ornament as well. Uh, Danny, that was the last time you had a successful start to the season <laughs> as well. No, it's not. Is it heck? 2021. Sorry, you it's the last time you had a successful season. <laughs> no, yeah, but it's uh, the successful starts of the season. You'd have to go back to about 2017, I think. Um, <laughs> we started really well, and Walsall looked slightly stunned. I think. I mean, across the game, we had 67% possession and twice as many shots. That should tell you a little bit. But it's the same as Gillingham. We it doesn't matter if you don't score any goals, and Danny Johnson's goals seem to kind of come from nowhere. We only completed 15% of crosses, 
Um, do you, can you just how many? Do you know how many crosses it was? Because I've got the number. Five hundred four. What was it? Four hundred twenty-five oh. or five hundred twenty-five? No crosses. Oh crosses! No, uh, yeah, I did have it, but only fifteen percent. Forty-one crosses yes, into the I box. Only six. Like that's bad. That's 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 the thing bad. is though, like I think crosses to a certain extent, it is luck if someone's at the end of them and but there was just no one ever at the end of them. Yeah. So, but you've got you've got no one challenging, have you? Because you're missing yeah, one. There's no target man. Like, yeah, Nick Powell looks kind of a bit lost and might, you know, be out for a few games now anyway. So um yeah. You lost. Yeah, we lost again. Got three uh, points in the bag already for this week. We don't have uh, a great record against Walsall, same as Gillian, same as Bradford. So at least we're getting them out of the way. But you've got a good record against us. We've we've not played this. Uh, we only played four times or something ridiculous. Yeah, but we. So since you came back, we've not beaten you yet. So we've not. Just, I, no, I don't that's think we've true. Stopped, we've not scored against you. So yeah, there is tomorrow though. Yes. Right, Bradford Colchester R. Um, similar to you in terms of like the the timings, the referee, the referee tried everything to make it about him, and this is why I did this little referee thing over the weekend because it was where I sit is quite far away from the pitch, mm-hmm. and in probably thirty years, I've never unless it's been a preseason friendly or a cup game where the crowd's low. I've never been able to hear the referee. I could hear him clear as day on Saturday. He was um, so loud and it was like it was all about him. And there was there was one point where Jamie Walker went down. Jamie Walker looks like he could be out for a little bit now. He went down with a knee injury, got absolutely clattered from behind. Referee waved on, let them play on. Um, and then... Colchester kept the ball and were trying to press forward and the referee just all of a sudden went, ah, oh, no, and blew the whistle like 30 seconds later. It's like, what's changed? Like, if it's, it's either you've got to blow the whistle or you haven't. But then once Jamie Walker was up and off the pitch, the referee was blowing his whistle instantly and screaming at the players to get back to where they should be because he was going to do the drop ball. And it was it was mad. As, as for the game itself, Colchester kind of, they came out and pressed, which is what teams seem to do to us. They come out and they try and, attack from the beginning we we invite it we have done since Mark Hughes came in when there was a horrible back pass to Harry Lewis Harry Lewis's pass outwards was then intercepted um Smallwood put a foot in didn't get the ball but the ball was played forward to the to the Colchester player who put it in the bottom corner bit of a catch 22 there because he was about six yards offside so it was a difficult one. The referee should have called it for offside, but it would have been then given a penalty against Smallwood. So, you know, they'd have most likely scored anyway. But I think the, the difference is how we kind of reacted to it. We got a goal back just before halftime. Clark Edouard, again, without a doubt, head and shoulders above anyone on that pitch. Incredible. Mm. He got the equaliser. And then uh, after halftime, we got the, the second. And it was at si- about 60 minutes or so, about 60, 65 minutes. And Hughes went defensive. And it's like, we're at home. We're on the ascendancy. We've just gone one ahead. And now we're defending a one-goal lead with 25 minutes normal time and a potential 10, 15 
added time. You're essentially saying we're going to defend a full half of football here. Mm-hmm. Um, and slowly, Colchester started to come back into it. They didn't get it. We got the win. We got the three points. That's all that matters, obviously. But it just, it could have gone wrong. It really could have. But, you know, we go on to Tuesday. So, Patterson scored two now in two games? Yeah, yeah, but the cup game, I don't really count. When is uh, when's Andy Cook starting scoring? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, right. So, so, no, but here, here's the thing, here's the thing. I saw Andy Cook got a lot of stick, and he, he did, and he, he, he's been getting stick from fans because they think if he doesn't score, he's had a bad game, but he didn't. He was involved in setting up the goal for Clark Edouard. Mm-hmm. Um he was in space to score the goal when Patterson scored. If Patterson, any any other player would have squared that ball to Andy Cook, but Patterson for some reason just went, nah, and just smashed it in. I got a little bit of flack from fans because I've said that I feel the keeper should have done better. I'm not saying the keeper should have saved it, but I feel like he should have been in a better position to try. Like He got his positioning well. He came out, he made the goal smaller, but then he kind of died backwards as opposed to diving towards where the ball was going. And that, that's, that was my only thought. I wasn't saying he should have saved it. I just feel like he he will feel he should have done better. And and I'll be honest, I spoke to a few players afterwards who kind of agreed he should have done better. So it kind of made me feel a bit justified on that. But I'm getting a lot of stick for it. But I've got 50-odd likes on that comment, so I'm happy. <laughs> and it's all about the likes. It's, that's what it's all about. It's, that's how you judge how people believe what you're saying, <laughs> isn't it? Ratios. Um, I've got a stat for you. Bradford haven't lost their two opening league games at home since 1998. When was the last time? Two league games at home? Mm. So, when we play Crew. Yeah. That'll be our second. All right, it's okay. Okay, so we do lose. Right. <laughs> so when when crews start looking like they're going to come from two 0 down, to, yeah. <laughs> to yeah, right. yeah. When was the last time we won our first two games at home? That's that. I think that's the. Do you know what? When was the last time we won a, our opening game of the season? I know it's going back a week, but we. I didn't realize that 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 goes back quite a while. Well, we don't like win our opening game. Ridiculous. I think ours is five six years. Um, since we won an opening game, and we've, when you look at it, we've had some pretty easy on paper opening games. Yeah. Uh, this year, probably the easiest on paper. But you know what? Say, you ask Matt about his opening game of the season, or is that just cruel? I don't think that's necessary. It's not necessary. I don't we'll think we get, need to go there. We'll just start that slow playing violin music for him. <laughs> All um, right. Speaking of Notts County, though, yeah. Let's let Matt tell us about what happened with Grimsby. Yeah, so we've got our first win on the board. Hooray. Um, and I think at the start, I, I need to point out that Camille Conte for Grimsby is absolutely unreal, by the way. If anyone saw the game, like he is absolutely fantastic. He's linked with knots, and I'm absolutely gutted we didn't get him. Um, also, we lost, obviously, we lost Ruben Rodriguez to Oxford in the, mm-hmm. like, uh, the off-season. Good move for him to go up to League One, to be fair. Nice project, youth players, I get that. And we brought in Dan Crowley from Morecambe and I didn't think he was going to be the Ruben replacement after pre-season, after the dreaded first game of the season as well. I didn't think he was going to be our Ruben replacement, but he was absolutely fantastic against Grimsby. Him and uh, Aaron Naman on that right-hand side had such a good little partnership already. And I think that's quite 
like scary for a lot of teams to see Aaron the man running at them with someone like Dan Crowley playing the ball through. You went, we went behind, didn't you? Yes, yeah, we went down one nil because oh, actually, the man played a very poor back pass mm. and uh, like behind Rawlinson, and yeah, um, the Grimsby lad just ran onto it, was thrown goal. Yeah. Brindley did pretty poorly in closing him down. Stone did cover his near post, and it was a goal, and it was one nil, completely against the run of play, I will say, but they did very well on the break. Um, Bostock's goal as well. That was fantastic. I was just going to ask. I was just going to ask you about Bostock's goal. That that down. It was on the chest and on the turn, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was gorgeous. I don't know how Langstaff didn't score in the build up to that. To be honest, he had a yeah. very clear head, header on goal. A good save, to, in all yeah. fairness, by the Grimsby goalkeeper. Then the man puts it back in. Bostock chests it almost over his player and mm. hits it first time on the volley. It, yeah. He just oozes class, and well, it got him in the team of the week. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, and yeah, that was fantastic. And then we yeah. concede right before half time because of another defensive mishap because our defenders struggle to defend, which isn't great. It's kind of the job they need to do. <laughs> yeah. You'd think so. It's in the name. Yeah. But <laughs> that's not so. Then you think about how we played last season. Mm. They didn't have to defend much, in honesty. Like, yeah. It was a case of we'd set ourselves up just below the halfway line and they'd be used to pass it to, and that would be about their job. A few times they'd have to run back and get the ball and then we'd just go again against, say, 80% of the opposition in the National League. So it's obviously it's a big step up, and I think the 5-1 against Sutton, I don't want to talk about it, but the 5-1 against Sutton, I think that very much highlighted that fact. Uh, hopefully... Do, do... Can I ask you just about that quickly? Do you think that that humbled you guys? I said the same about Wrexham uh, on our thing. Yeah. I, do you think you needed that first game? Yes, completely. I, yeah. I think I said this pre-season as well. Whenever because like we've been tipped for promotion, we've been tips straight to go back to go straight back up, like back to back. And I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I would be so happy with it, like top ten playoffs this season, first first season back, steady yourselves, and then go next year. But it's like us and Wrexham, and, and I can't remember if it was Wrexham, then Stockport, then Knots, or Wrexham, not Stockport. But we were all tipped for the automatics, and I'm wondering how we are being tipped for automatics. You know what, though, Matt? We had this last season, and a lot of it is just really irregular betting patterns. And it's yeah. it's Knots fans, and probably Wrexham fans as well, betting on a top two or three. Mm. And, yeah, and you know, we say often that the bookies at this level don't, look so much at teams and scores and stats and things like that uh, so I think that's probably why because we we were exactly the same and I, yeah. I was the same as you and, and couldn't quite work it out this podcast is sponsored by the wonderful people over at NordVPN. The 2023-24 campaign is set to draw to a close, but the football never truly stops. With the Olympics, Euro 2024 and the new season set to commence in no time, make sure you don't miss any of the action wherever you may be in the world by downloading NordVPN. For just the price of one cup of coffee per month, NordVPN allows you to watch your favourite teams, players, shows and movies anywhere in the world, even if they aren't available in your region, simply by switching the location on your device to one which is showing the content. NordVPN also acts as your cyber bodyguard, protecting your personal data and other sensitive information such as credit cards and passwords from falling into the wrong hands, which is always a worry when you travel abroad. 
And with just one subscription to NordVPN, you can use this service across six different devices, which is incredibly handy if you're traveling with your family and or loved ones. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash EFL. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support our podcast too. The link is in the podcast episode description box. So now, back to the podcast. Away days are great, especially when your striker bag's a last-minute winner, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And do you know what? The same goes for McDonald's. Why not maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery? Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But we're back from the ad break. We're back from the ad break. And the next game up is MK Dons and Chummere. So MK Dons are one of three teams that have got maximum points. So the others are Gillingham, and Barrow. Um, it's an interesting so um, Mo Isa scored again, which puts him, I think, in the top 10 scorers for MK Dons in the league, you know, their their club record. He scored in the seventh minute. The scoreline, I think, perhaps flatters MK Dons from what I've what I understand. It was 50-50 possession. Mm-hmm. Lovely Connor Jennings was man of the match for Tranmere. They have like a fan voted one for away games, which I thought was really sweet. Hannah loves um, Connor Jennings. <laughs> I do. Uh, Ian Dawes made three halftime substitutions, and the second half, Tranmere were very much on the better side. Now, MK Dons have said, um, I think it's McGillivray said that. Uh, it shows both sides of them. So they can play against Wrexham and play really good attacking football, or they can do what they did against Tranmere and kind of knuckle down and be gritty and keep teams out. And you need both. So, you know, that's fine. One of the things that Graham Alexander said, though, was that they're playing Tuesday, Saturday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, which everyone is, but that they're not complaining, obviously, but that they're getting towards being fully match fit, which I thought was a really interesting comment. He said they, they'd made a big effort in pre-season and they, they were getting there, but not there quite yet. And actually, if you're playing an extra 20 minutes of football as well, potentially, then that level of match fitness is uh, is going to be important. Cameron Norman was uh, MK Dons' man of the match. I think it was his debut, maybe. Um, and it's the first time that MK Dons have had back-to-back victories since 2018. What? Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, really well. Yeah, that seems like a, a wild stat. Wild. Pete Wild. Uh-uh. Pete Wild. But do you know what? I think, again, we spoke about this last week, about Tramia and about, we said Walsall as well, but Tramia all the tools, but if you've not got the right person and it's, it's, is that manager the right person? He was the cheap option. I spoke to a Tramia fan last night who said the same, like they're not sure he was the cheap option. They have a head of recruitment who's been making the signings. So the signings aren't the problem. It's whether that manager is the the right one for them and he's got no experience. Um, So yeah, no, very, very, uh, jury's out, I suppose still. Um, and if either of you are interested in uh, Bitcoin mining investments, Will Grigg has seemingly either 
that's what he's going to make his money from or his Instagram's been hacked. So MK Don's fans have been having a, a world of a time today messaging Will Greg and getting tips on uh, Bitcoin mining investments. So there we go. Just a five years too late, guys. I know. Yeah. yeah. So I was say, is, is MK Don's bubble going to burst soon? But actually, maybe it's the Bitcoin bubble. Maybe so. Crowley will be livid. What's next? Um, oh. Harrogate and Forest Green Rovers. Yeah. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Finished 1-0 to Forest Green Rovers. Matty Stevens came back and started scoring goals in League Two again. Um, let's be absolutely honest here, guys. There ain't a Forest Green fan and there ain't a Harrogate fan listening to this. Um, <laughs> so after that, there was Barrow and Sutton. <laughs> We've touched on the important parts. There was, go- there was a goal for Matty Stevens. That's all that needs to be said. Um, Daily nearly equalised. Yeah, but still. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah. But more Taylor and Daniels from Forest Green in the team of the week. I can't you are determined to get yeah. more talk about Forest Green. And I'm not willing to give Dale Vince the... the Did the, you see the... Dale Vince was on the last leg on Friday night? Oh, I nearly said something then. What would have got us? Cancels, but I'm not well, gonna... it could have gone in the fine jar, right? Oh, um, we've got a fine jar. We have. We'll talk about it later. Um, right, Barrow and Sutton. Well, the Knots fan who was incredibly happy Harry Smith got his comeuppance. I was so <laughs> chuffed. Did you see the goalkeepers waving him off as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nile Can- Canavan. Um, that was fantastic. Nile Canavan's a scary yeah. man. Not a nice man, but yeah, no, waved, waved him off. And I don't yeah. know if you've seen Yeah. Do you see Barrow did a TikTok about him as well? No, yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah, they, they the, did the TikTok um, showing oh, his and then, it was then, a, then the other you know, the audio was like, Yeah, it was the die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain or something like that. <laughs> and it was the clip of him waving off Aiden Stone to then getting waved off the game after, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah. Um, it was a 2-1 to Barrow. They absolutely dominated uh, in terms of the ball anyway. I believe they had about 75% possession. Um, when last week they had 36% possession, which is a little bit of a, a stark contrast. Um, Barrow, as you've said, uh, one of the three teams who've got maximum points so far. Both scoreline's been 2-1, which is mm-hmm. interesting if you like that sort of thing. Love a start. Uh, I think so. Yeah, oh, you love a stat. I think Sutton kind of, um, unlike last week, they struggled with the attacking side. Um, they they managed three to- shots on target in 90 minutes, um, which isn't brilliant, really, when the scoreline's 2-1. But then when you've got 25% of the ball, you can't do much else with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you're playing against Notts County's defence, apparently. Yeah. Um, I think defensively, Ben uh, Ben Goodliff, Goodiff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, seemed brilliant. Mm-hmm. His blocking was absolutely unbelievable. He kind of put his heart on the line every single time. But have you seen the two Barrow goals? They just sliced through the Sutton defense so mm-hmm. easily. Both like same sort of way, same like two defenders. I think they went through. And it was almost the same finish as well. Two almost identical goals, you know, yeah. in quick succession as well. They yeah. just figured it out at the end and won themselves the game. I think Pete that Barrow one as well. The goalkeeper would be really disappointed. I mean, it's it, it was at the post. It, yeah. yeah, must have been really disappointed with that. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Pete Wilde okay. doing Pete Wilde things once again. 
It was it. Oh, I didn't see that. No, I mean, no, it's just Pete Wilde, isn't it? Pete oh, right. Okay, fine. Pete, um, Pete I Wilde, didn't Pete know Wilde. that Sutton were known as the Chocolate and Ambers. That was new to me. Have you ever heard that before? No. No? That's, that's, that not, that's not an attractive name. It's weird, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, it is a strange name. This is a fun fact. Um, Osset United, who are a club uh, in Wakefield, they're, yeah, they're right the Sheepicorns. The what? The, the Sheepicorns. That's their nickname, the Sheepicorns. I never oh, knew that. It's literally so 10 minutes from my house. I never knew that. Yeah, which I, I think is quite strange, but also quite brilliant at the same time. Huh. Yeah. All right. Love it. Uh, Gillingham, 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 and Accrington. So Gillingham uh, beat Accrington Stanley one nil. Um, Ashley Madison scored again. Mm. Um, Harris has been quite critical of them, despite the fact that they're winning. They've won both games so far. Said that they need to improve their finishing. There was a fair amount of National League hoofball. Uh, Tom Nichols passed to Madison. I mean, we said last week and, and at the end of the transfer window that having played together before they would likely make quite a nice pa uh, partnership and and that seems to have transpired um Shadrach Ogi was ace again uh second week in the team of the week for him and they're playing Gillingham are playing Sutton tomorrow mm. Do we want to talk about that Pat Corriadadoyan penalty? No, we don't. Do you know what I think is important to, to, to look at on this? Gillingham, they've scored, they've won one nil twice, they've scored two goals. Yeah. They're unbeaten, but they have yet to concede. They haven't conceded yet. They're the only team in the league that's not conceded yes. yet. Um, and I didn't realise till now, Doncaster are the only team that haven't scored. Well, Doncaster haven't scored yet. Being Stockport as well. Doncaster have not scored. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Let's have a look. Who's... Okay. who's oh, right. Salford and Crawley. Scott Lindsay's got a new nickname for me. <laughs> he is Chief Turd Polisher. Because that <laughs> is what he is doing with great success. And look, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I like Scott Lindsay. And for me, the fact that he's getting results with Crawley again... Still goes back to that Swindon thing that he was not the issue. He should have been given more time. Mm -hmm. This bubble's going to burst. This bubble has to burst with it's Crawley. Almost like Luton didn't do it. But when a team goes up to the Premiership, Blackpool years and years ago, mm. play an absolute blinder for a couple of games and then it drops off. And yeah. they, yeah, the bubble absolutely has to burst but saying that in the first half they were better than Salford yeah I think even even Salford said the same like it wasn't yeah. a good half of football but one thing that look I still think Crawley will go down and hmm. I'm, I'm, that's that's for me quite obvious however I know we don't like betting but something hmm. that was pointed out to me today Crawley are no longer favourites to be relegated aren't they Crew Who? Crew. Crew are four to one to go down. Crawley are nine to two, joint with Morecambe. Huh. Which is bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Very, very long odds, regardless. 
When I, yeah, I Google. I basically, I was having a bit of a debate with a Mansfield fan who was talking about how they're the, huh. the best football inside in the league, and I just said, "Look, I said, with all due respect, you drew against Crew, and then when I, I was looking at the odds for where they are in the league, and I was like, you, you've actually you've performed well against two of the three yeah. favourites to to be relegated, um, and then you know you played a Grimsby side in the cup who rested four first team players, but yeah, no, it's 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 weird because yeah, Crawley are. Yeah, they were nine to two earlier today. Morecambe nine to two. Crew four to one. Crew dropped to being favourites of relegation, which I didn't expect to see. Um, I didn't expect them to be up there, but I expected them to be have a good four or five teams below Crew in terms of relegation form because you know they've not lost. No, I still think they'll stay up though, Crew. Don't know. I, I, I think that second spot. I don't know anything anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I, look, I was so sure going into this season, and then we lost one nil to Crawley. Anything can happen at this point. Um, but no, for me, I think I, I still think Crawley will go down bottom. Um, I think there's potential when the wheels fall off at Crawley for Crawley to finish with that record low points because mm-hmm. they don't have that experience. And look, look, don't get me wrong. The, the, I know that. They've got the Crawley players that follow me on social media, so they might see this. They might pin this up somewhere, and it might inspire them. If it does, fantastic. But I think that second relegation space is still up for grabs, and I, I don't know who it's going to be. There's a few teams that I think will be in and around that spot. Um, yeah, it is what it is. But they go on, don't they? So Crawley go marching on. Yeah, uh, Matt, if you could do Mansfield and Morecambe quickly, and then I think we're done. To be honest, there isn't loads to say on Mansfield Morecambe. Mansfield absolutely dominated from start yep. to finish. Morecambe didn't register a shot on target. Mansfield had about 69-70% possession, won 3-0 confidently. They had 27 shots, by the way, Mansfield, 27 yeah. shots. Admittedly, about oh, what was it? Six of them were on target, which isn't great. No. But yeah, it was it was complete domination, really. I can see from that performance why Morecambe would look like they're going to be in the bottom two, but I, I, I don't think they will be. But but yeah, Mansfield yeah. They, they dominated. I don't think they're the best footballing team in the league, though. No, they, they, they need a they need a, a goal scorer. The Mansfield mm. they need an out and out goal scorer. They need a, a twenty plus goal scorer. Yeah, but it looks like they've got the makings of that with both Keeler Dunn and Aikens. Yeah. They've got a really small squad and they are very prone to injuries yeah. in that squad. Well, we, that, we didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and that's where I that's my fear for them. It's if if those you know, if one injury comes in and it's a long one, the the, the knackered because that next person yeah. that's coming in has no backup. So they've got to play either safe or they're gonna get injured. And then it starts again and we end up in that situation that we ended up in last season. And again, I said this to the Mansfield fan earlier. This season, they cannot use that as an excuse. Doesn't matter what happens. If their entire team gets injured, they cannot blame it on injuries at the end of the season because they knew this was a risk after last season. And the two reasons that they said they didn't go up was we had an injury crisis and we had a small squad. It's like, well, those are two pretty easy things to fix. You sign players that aren't injury prone and you sign more of them, and they've done neither. Yeah. Not one, only one of their players has played more than 29 games last season that they've <laughs> signed. So. It doesn't. I hope they do well because I, they think I don't like them. I actually do quite like Mansfield, but I'm just being realistic and using their their views of this is why we failed and saying, okay, you've not fixed it, so you you can't really 
look any better. I don't know. God knows. Um, shall we get Ryan to show us the league table? Yeah, come on, Ryan. Show us the league table. Show us your table, Ryan. <laughs> so we've got three teams on max points who are also conveniently in the uh, automatic promotion uh, category. The bottom nine haven't won yet, so have either lost or, or drawn the opening two. And the bottom four have got no points whatsoever. Read the bottom four. I was just going to say, read the bottom four, Hannah. What? Because uh, well, I haven't got my glasses on. I can't see it very well. Can, we, can we actually just, you know, don't be unfair to Colchester here, Hannah. Colchester's first game was called off, so they don't count. Oh, yeah, they've got a game in that. Yeah, they've got a game in that. You are, you are officially one place below Colchester after two games, and they have a game in hand on you. Yeah, but we're not in the relegation zone, and we're still yeah, you, six you, points I mean, off top. <laughs> Al Hannah, you're not in the relegation zone on alphabetical order. <laughs> You've got the same no. goal difference. Uh, <laughs> You've got the same goal difference. Is, yeah. Everything. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, oh, Ryan, wow. get that off the screen. No one wants to see that yet. None of us are where, none of us where we want to be. We no. don't need to see that. No, um, it's fine. Do you so... want to stuff? Yeah. yeah, I, I also want to ask you, how um, did you get to the right roundabout with the right song when yes. you were going to the ground on Saturday? Well, I actually, so I realised, I started to panic because I took my kids home first. So Matt, what you don't, we were talking about pre, we were talking about match rituals and I have a ritual where when I drive from my house, I drive past the big Asda and there's a certain point where I put a certain song on and it kicks okay. in as I get to a roundabout that when I turn, I can see the ground for the first time and that's nice. when it kicks in. And I'm like, if I can time that right, I'm going to, we're going to have a good game. And um, I went a different way, but I pictured, I knew that there was, cause I dropped my kids off and that to go over the Hills, but I knew that there was a roundabout coming <laughs> and I was all the way down the hill. I was going, if I press it now, I think I'll be too, uh, I'll be too early. And then I just went for it and it was nearly perfect when I hit this mini roundabout. Honestly, people, it was a tiny little village. You must have wondered what was going on because my aircon's broken, so it just blows out warm air. So I had windows down. It was pissing it down with rain, but it was still warm. So I had windows down, and I had it on full volume, blasting Midland Road, take me home in this little tiny village around the backs of Bradford. Um, yeah, there were, there were all people just sort of looking out the windows, curtains shifting and stuff like that. But yeah, don't, no. don't try that, like on the approach to Castle Street or Edgeley tomorrow night, if you come, please. I don't think it'd end well for you. Yeah, maybe not. I did but it in uh, <laughs> Yeah, I did it in Carlisle for the playoffs, but didn't have a like a place to play it. So I just played it down the main street of Carlisle. <laughs> so I won't be doing that. Um but so stats, are you ready, Hannah? So, ready. so yeah. I am a big I fully appreciate that we have really poor refs, at, not just this level, National League has them, League One has them, League Two has them. It's been getting worse and worse and worse. But my bugbear with it is that we don't really criticise them unless we lose. And if you're the EFL and you're looking at it and you're going online and you see that everyone's complaining about a referee and you look at who those people are and you go, well, they're just fans of the team that lost. You just think it's sour grapes. Mm -hmm. And it, it kind of, for me, I was like, I want to prove that this is a thing. So I put a poll out. Oh, sorry, I put a, a Google Forms out and I said, tell me your team, who you played in the first game, whether you won or lost, and rate the referee out of 10. And then who you played in the second game, won or lost, rate it out of 10. So 
the ratings, this is how it's broken down. So this is anything below five out of ten, which is yeah. considered negative. Above t above five, I've considered positive, really, because I think it's difficult to get eight, nine, ten at this level. Below five. So below five, twelve percent of them came from teams that won. Fifty-eight percent of them came from teams that lost. Mm -hmm. Above five. 58% of them came from winning teams and only 8% of them came from teams that lost. Mm -hmm. It just shows that it's not a... I Look, I, I openly... I'll say on Saturday, the referee for Bradford Colchester was appalling. He was, but he was for both teams. Mm. First half, Colchester got everything. Colchester fans were moaning on the League Two Facebook page about it, saying that he was biased towards Bradford. And I said he was biased towards both. The difference is we took advantage. Yeah, you did take advantage in that first half. You had the opportunity to really stick the knife in when you were one nil up, but you didn't. We we did when we got that goal back in the second half. It kind of just lent towards us weirdly, yeah. and you know it it worked. But yeah, it just just goes to show you, you for at least a forty percent, forty to fifty percent difference in votes between winners and losers depending on what we vote. I wonder as well whether it would whether people's um, feelings towards the referee would change if you asked them, and you can't do this, but if you asked them during the match, immediately mm. after the match, and then like 24 hours later, maybe after they've watched highlights, they've watched it on iFollow, and they've seen the perspective from the linesman or from the referee. And I think people start to become a bit, A, less, uh, emotional about it 24 hours on but also just a bit more pragmatic and a bit more considerate of other things and other influences on the score and the game but I put this poll out today mm. yeah so no, they've, they've had, they, but what I mean is they've had a chance to calm down they've watched the highlights and yeah. the, the, the discrepancy is still yeah. huge but would the discrepancy have been even bigger been even more I mean, I'm not. I'm not diff arguing either way. I. I mean, gosh, stats and data and and research like this is what what I do for a job. So I just think it would be interesting to know if there was any bias, one way or the other, given the like the uh, proximity to the to the game and the recency. Well, I mean, to give you a. Oh, go on. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I think it's a difficult one though, isn't it? Because we all look at a game, we look at it days back and we go, yeah, the referee wasn't brilliant. But the referee is such a scapegoat for a poor result, which is, I think, what people use a lot. Is like like you've just said there, like so many people, what the 50% difference between winners and losers in terms of if the ref was good or not. But it's like, if you've got a poor game and, you, and you're not willing to say, yeah, my goalkeeper made a bad choice or yeah, the, the manager put out a bad line up, you just go, yeah, the ref had a terrible game. We were robbed, this, that, and the other. And it's it's such an easy thing just to say to go, yeah, the ref was terrible when he might have actually had a decent game. Yeah. And it'd be interesting as well with draws because there may have been decisions made by the referee or, or whoever else that have actually, you know, denied a penalty or sent someone off and could have influenced the outcome of the game. Because I was thinking mm -hmm. a, a draw would be actually quite a good neutral way of looking at it but it, it probably isn't because there will be reasons that it maybe shouldn't have been a draw yeah. well i think so just on the on the numbers because i didn't want people to think that this was based on like a tiny thing because we we i put it i literally shared the mm -hmm. link everywhere 
Um, across both games, we ended up with 660 votes. Uh-huh. So three, 330 people voted. And on the less than five, 50 people who won gave a less than five result. 240 people who lost gave a less than five. And on the winners, 150 people who won put above. And 20 people who lost put above. Mm-hmm. There was actually more, a lot more people put below five than above five, but the discrepancies were huge on it. It was weird. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't just based on a couple. Yeah, it's a, it's. But I'm going to keep it open. And what I'm hoping to do is each week I'm going to add it and I'm going to add to the spreadsheet and I'm yeah. going to see how it goes over the season and see if we can hopefully try and encourage people to, there's no issue if you win a game, nothing's going to happen if you turn around and go, yeah, we won. That referee was shite because of X, Y, and Z. They should have had a penalty. They should have well, had... They're not going to take the points away. You could have effectively have a net promoter score for each referee because you'd compile all of the results for that referee yeah. for that game from, from the winning team and the losing team because it's the same referee. Yeah. And um, what a net promoter score does is it takes away the neutrals. So it's... Um, Retract, uh, detractors and promoters and it, it's a score from um minus 100 to plus 100 effectively that would be really interesting to do i'll keep it if going and we'll keep an eye on the on the, especially for you yeah you can, uh, you can write you can write an article upon what's being done on the stats there'll be a, like a league table every week yeah but what i'll do is i'll keep an eye i'll do it every week and we'll we'll see if the percentages change and vary much or if yeah. they stay, stay around that same point. Yeah, no, that was my thing. It's just, it's a quick intro to it, but it's going to carry on. Don't you worry. Cool, cool. Uh, Matt, did you bring a, ro- a rosette? I did, yes. Oh, and my rosette. I understand why this is in place in the Premier League, but why it's in place in League Two really annoys me. And it's the fact that when it's an offside offence, the game carries on for a bit and then they bring it back. Like in the Premier League, I know it's so VAR has more footage to look at and this, that and the other, and I understand that. But we don't have VAR at Meadow Lane. So why why is the play carrying on when it's clearly offside already? That annoys me. I think it should be put in Rosehead. Is it because... So if I'm stood in an offside position and the ball's played and I start to run for it, but then I stop. Mm-hmm. Would the play not continue? Is that is that what it? I don't. I'm not. To be honest, the, the offside rule has changed that much, and when, then when VARs come in, it's kind of clouded it a little bit. I think for yeah, that, as well. that part yeah. of it, it's not being involved in play versus. But yeah, at what point it, do you become involved in play? Well, that yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not clear, is it? And yeah. I, I, I look. I'm going to agree with Matt purely because I think we should just go back to the the old way of it being you're, you're offside you're either, you either are or you aren't and we employ these people or we don't we don't but the efl employ these people to do a job if you then need a computer mm-hmm. to correct that person's job and tell them if a nose was offside then there's no point we might as well not have linesmen we may, the, the yeah. main, referees assistance may as well not be there because especially in the premier league obviously down in league two and things they, they need to be but if they're going to do it via the computer, just either do it all or don't do it at all because what you're doing is you're undermining your own staff there and it should be a case of, okay, let's just give the computer that 
decision. Let's make the people who are watching on the screens make that decision. But I, I agree. I think that I think I think the whole offside rule is stupid. Playing on to see whether they're actually involved is another is ridiculous. Just if they're offside, they're offside. Even if they're not involved, if they're at the other end of the pitch and they're beyond that last man, call it back. That's how it used to be. That's what it was when I was growing up. Like it, it was always the, the case. I think it should be that way. What about you? Yeah, Anna? and there's an argument. I mean, Ryan's just made as well that in, it's effectively to protect in case if a goal is scored, it's easier to go back and say, like, talk to their assistant, say that it's offside at that point, rather than hold on everyone back in your positions and try to score again. So I suppose it's allowing kind of more conti continuity of play and rather than than stop starting. Yeah. Well, Hannah, Hannah cut out then for me. I don't know if she cut out for you, but it's fine because we'll just pretend that we understood every bit that she said there. <laughs> um, um, was it fine for you? Was it just? Is it? Was it just me that you cut out for? Because Matt didn't cut out. Matt was fine for me, but Hannah just froze. And then, me, I could hear. I could hear what I said. Did you hear what she said, Matt? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't. She froze for me, and I swear to you, Hannah, you came back halfway through what I guess was the word starting yeah starting yeah. positions is it I don't know. No, no it was the last word that you said well if you, you either said starting or farting no i, but I only heard farting. the second part of the word and i wasn't 100 percent sure what you went with so All i just right. thought you just, know we'll just, just, just pretend. agree with me and um but, but yes ultimately can um can go <laughs> can ignore what i do with it <laughs> uh, let's put it to a vote let's let people vote on it on twitter i think that's should should i i i think we should go back to the old rules of offside i think it's quite simple i i really do yeah um, as matt said it makes sense in the premiership but not in the lower leagues not lower down. but what about when we get var oh, that's God. a discussion for another day which we I, will have you know what i can't the, it's coming. The matches will be. It'll be like watching American football when you don't. You just have no idea how long a game's going to last. It is coming though, um, and yeah, I, I like Ryan's just pointed as well about Wenger's clear past the defender rule. That's it. Should be you should be able to see it with a naked eye. If you can see with a naked eye that players offside, mm. it shouldn't be clear past because it, it. You know, let's be absolutely honest. You can get a massive advantage in that gap. It should be if. They are body is in front of, and you can see it clear. That's that's offside for me. It shouldn't be anything other than that. But yeah, no. Uh, the, the the rule, yeah, like Ryan says, the the Wenger rule where he wants to bring in a rule that there should be daylight between the two. That can be. <laughs> Did you have the daylight rule at school, where there always had to be daylight between you and a boy, well, or you and a girl, or anyone? Yeah, no, no. You didn't what have sort of school did you go to? <laughs> Seriously, you didn't have. I assumed everyone had the daylight rule. No, no. we. See, Ryan had the six-inch rule. <laughs> that, that, Hannah, I think you've misunderstood his joke there. I don't think that was meant to be read out loud. Um, <laughs> see, it, it, the, the thing is, we needed that daylight rule because we had three preg pregnant girls by year nine. See, so, you should have had the daylight rule. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that would have stopped much, though, if I'm honest. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe not. Definitely not the six inch rule. That would have gone wrong. Um, yeah, do you know the worst part about it? Ryan went to an all boys school. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and the best part is he can't respond. He's just sat there wondering what to say. No, um, he just knows he's going to cut it all out. So he's like, yeah, you can carry on talking about whatever you want, kids. He can try all he wants. He can try all he wants. We've reached the end of Matt's debut episode. Have you enjoyed it, Matt? I have, yeah. It's been really fun. I've just been sat chatting to nice people about football, so I can't complain. Oh, oh, Hannah. Not turgid and self-indulgent? Not turgid, no. On the back of a top, have you got it already? No, not yet. No, I've got some stickers on the way. Um, oh, no. I'm going to go down to Swindon and find that guy and just <laughs> put them all over his house. Um, ironically, after we were called turgid and self-indulgent, we had our highest ever numbers. So people obviously <laughs> want to see turgid and self-indulgence. Let's I go mean, with it. Let's let's lean into it. Let's be even more. T- I still don't know what turgid means. Uh, well, it, we we discovered that it meant one of two things, and we went for pompous and. Yeah, but then you throw in another word in there. I don't know what that means. Is it arrogant? Is that <laughs> a, is it arrogant? A little bit, yeah, like a bit, oh. yeah, self-important. I thought turgid was what you used to describe like cells. Yeah, so that I'm was the yes, like... swollen. Yeah, you can tell Matt's been at school yeah. more recently than us. <laughs> I'm not uh, arrogant. Ryan I'm says you should see the one numbers. Yeah, we wouldn't no, be at all uh, turgid if because they are absolutely flying. They they've got bigger fan bases. That's what it is. Yeah, of course they have. Um, Apart from not some. Uh, yeah, and they're, they're filling a gap as well. Let's let's just point that out. And I want to find out. I'm dying. I'm desperate for them to come at us on this because you know we'll find out if they listen to our <laughs> stuff. Hannah, you're plugging a gap. You're plugging a gap that was already there. There's a it was a very successful League One podcast in your style um, that you're plugging. We see what you're doing, boys. We got you. Um, whereas we're just, you know, we 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 paved the way, Hannah. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we laid we, the road. They walked on it. We walked so they could run, and we yeah. walked, you know, with a bit of a limp, probably when yeah. we were in the League yeah. One stuff. But, yeah, just slow down with the running, please, boys. You're running a bit fast at this point. Yeah. Um, Speaking Anna, of, you know... we probably better do the walkout. Is it my turn to walk out? It's your turn. It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching your team on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share box on the go. And you know what? Your mates already got booked for double dipping. But then late on, you steal in, grab the last nugget and snatch all three points. Perfect. Why not order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app? Are you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Right, guys, we've reached the end of another very successful League 2, the real EFL podcast. It's been beautiful. Um, We didn't even discuss Bradford and Stockport tomorrow but we will be discussing them at some stage. Because we um, are self-indulgent. <laughs> yes, we are. The weather over Stockport tomorrow is supposed to be cloudy with a slight chance of rain. Um, 
perfect playing conditions. Guys, please give us five stars on everything. It says on here to say Spotify and Apple, but there is also Amazon Music. Mm-hmm. Gets forgotten about Google Podcasts. There's a lot of them out there. We're Ask not- your Alexa. You know, you can ask your Alexa now to play the Real EFL podcast. I'm saying that really quietly because I've got seven Alexas around the house and they just kick off every time I say something. I sneezed the other day and one of them started playing Bon Jovi. Um, <laughs> We've had 10 views from Amazon. <laughs> We've had 10 views from Amazon. Yeah, Jeff wow. Jeff Bezos is absolutely loving it. <laughs> can't wait. To, he'll be sat there to this week going, well, I support Forrest Green. <laughs> oh, important thing. The, we are now on at real efl social on twitter x whatever we're calling it nowadays and i've got the password now so (laughs) apparently i had the password and didn't know i would have had so much fun if i'd known that i had the password um but yeah no guys thank you anyone who's tuned in and stayed till this point thank you very much see us next week um and yeah, Matt, we'll we'll be having you. I don't. I think it's is it October we go. I don't. Hannah yeah. goes away one week. She flies back on the Friday, and I fly out on the Friday. So we might actually pass each other in Manchester Airport, mm-hmm. which would be nice. Um, in the air on the planes, waving. But guys, thank you very much. It's been fun. Good luck with your games this week, unless you play for Stockport or Bradford. Also, we're drawing then. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. By by Wednesday, one of us will still have a win. You know, it could be you, but there's a win on board. Who have you got, Notts County? Tell us who you got quickly. Uh, we're playing Morecambe. Oh, smash him. Please smash him. Send Derek Adams packing. I can't stand him. Right. Um, guys, thank you very, very much. And uh, remember, up the fucking chickens. <laughs>